Shalom, all praises, glory, and honor to Yahweh, Bashem, Yahweh Shai, the Heavenly Father's name is Yahweh, which means he exists. Bashem, which means in the name Yahweh Shai, which means he is the deliverer of the world, and he calls Jesus Christ. The Heavenly Father have given us his truth, Yudhukakwadash, which is the Holy Spirit, and we thank Yahweh Bashem, Yahweh Shai, for his tender mercies, peace, and blessings to the elect and the remnant, which consists of your so-called Negroes, Latinos, Native Americans, as well as the Israelites who look like all the different nations. But your lineage go back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Peace and blessings. And this video lesson is going into the rapture doctrine. And uh, I wanted to just, um, you know, uh, go into uh, why I'm going into this topic. I spoke to a brother earlier and uh, he had mentioned about uh, going into the uh, rapture doctrine, which uh, years ago, we used to go into it all the time because um, this was uh, really at the, uh, the the tail end of that rapture doctrine. Because, it, you know, if you go through history, the rapture doctrine uh, is not um, not necessarily an ancient doctrine, but you know, it's been around for hundreds of years. You know, it came out, um, you know, let's see, because you had this Edomite by the name of Jay, Jay and Darby. And he, 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 uh, he, he was like around the time of uh, like the 18, uh, was it 1830s, 1840s, which would be considered what the, um, the 19th century. So that's that's when that uh that Edomite came in what was known as dispensationalism. The rapture doctrine is not biblical and you know they have taken like certain scriptures and you know t basically twisted them, you know. Now uh will it be um brothers and sisters that are that will be taken up in the cloud as the scriptures say? Yes, but not how uh, people believe it, you know, because the uh, rapture doctrine basically uh, um, pushes like uh, what they call pre-tribulation, which means that people in, in their doctrine that during the time of great tribulation, people are going to actually be raptured up or snatched up before the tribulation period, the great tribulation. And you had, uh, you know, Edomites like J.N. Darby. And uh, and others that pushed that and going back to what I was saying, that doctrine was at the tail end uh, when when brothers uh, started, you know, waking up other brothers in this truth, because you had movies called what? Um, uh, oh, what is the name of that? Left Behind. Remember those books? You know, it, it even uh, became movies. You know, Left Behind, you had the Left Behind series, and that was all about the uh, the Left Behind or the Rapture Doctrine people would uh, be sitting at their tables, and then all of a sudden it would be just a pile of clothes and a, and a ring on the table or something like that, hot food or airplanes crashing out the sky. That that doctrine was was pushed heavy in the, uh, I think, the the late 80s, the 90s or whatever like that. Let's see when that book came out. 
because I even uh, before coming into this truth, I was reading those books and even um, saw those movies. And, and really, if you, th- you know, I, I'll admit <laughs> some of those uh, those older like Christian movies that go into the Mark of the Beast and the Rapture Doctrine, they actually, even though they go off, they actually, you know, uh, pretty good movies for, you know, like low budget movies. It really go into the harshness of um, of what's going to what it's going to be like in these last days. But they feel uh, that the Christians are going to be taken up, you know, and uh, meet with Jesus and and uh, people that are left behind are going to be here during the, uh, you know, great tribulation. And even people that are believers, they're going to be uh, beheaded, you know, which, it, you know, there are scriptures that go into those that are believers that will be beheaded. But that's again, that's not uh, the whole rapture doctrine is not biblical. So that's first uh, look left behind when when those series came out because they they uh had the books and then the movies came out and now you can find them like at the thrift store they they shit you can find them for like a few bucks so let's find out when um i said the um the 80s but it was probably uh, much later than that. For some reason, I was thinking it was later, but let's find out. I know the movies came out. Uh, what year? Let's see. What year did a book come out? Because, yeah, Kirk Cameron, that was that actor. Uh, you know, he was like a sitcom actor, but then he started doing a lot of those Christian movies. Left Behind Books. Let's see. What year? Okay, so this is um in Wikipedia. So let's see. Yeah, it came out in the nineties. I said um I said the late eighties or early nineties, but it came out in nineteen ninety five. So it says Left Behind is a multimedia franchise, and yes, they made many movies, uh, like a, a book series, and then uh, then it was a whole bunch of movies. So it says Left Behind is a multimedia franchise that started with a series of sixteen best-selling religious novels by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins. It focused on a seven-year conflict between the Tribulation Force, an underground network of converts, and the New World Order as global community and its leaders. Now, um, you know, biblically, you know, you're gonna have tribulation. You're going to have uh, uh, basically the satanic uh, uh, possess armies on the earth, you know, uh, you know, military, special forces, all these people that are uh, under the new world order. They're going to be um, persecuting uh, Christians who are the Israelites, you Negroes, Latinos and Native Americans, as well as the other nations. Um those that don't um, basically uh, believe in a new world order, which is on your dollar bill. You look on the back of your dollar bill, it says Novus Ordo Seclorum. And then on, a, on it, you see a pyramid. 
And then you'll see an, uh, an eye, which is the all-seeing eye. You'll, you'll also see above it, annuet coeptus, which means our enterprise is crowned with success. So in the last days, you're going to have the secret counsel of the wicked pursuing to the book of Psalm, the 64th chapter, which is the Illuminati, the secret societies pushing their one world order agenda. The only thing is there's not going to be like one antichrist. The Bible says there are many antichrists and we'll get that scripture. It says in, in its leader, Nikolai Carpathia, who is the antichrist. So they pushed that one antichrist doctrine, just like they teach uh, tribulation of, of, of pre-tribulation. Because tribulation is biblical. You know, that's Jacob's trouble. The great tribulation period, that is biblical. But pre-tribulation, that's not biblical because... Um, the Bible go into uh, the Christians are going to suffer just like in the ancient times, Christians, faithful believers of the Messiah, Christian means follower of Christ. They were uh, persecuted. That's where you had the Romans persecuting the, uh, the saints who were the Israelites, putting them in arenas. They was uh, putting lions, hungry lions, tigers, bears out there, and they were killing the Christians brutally you know torturing them is doing all kind of horrible things and the wicked uh Edo, evil edomites that were doing all of those things they're back on the earth that's why they're uh macabre they into uh torture and killing people and watching people suffer they love that you know and the lord's going to going to judge these people for all their evil works it says the pr primary element is a Christian salakia, Christian dis dis dispensationalist view of the end times. Going back to J. N. Darby, he's the one that pushed that dispensationalism. This is dispensationalist view of the end times, pre tribulation, pre millennium Christian. Uh, Ashatological, ashatological interpretation of uh, the biblical uh, apocalypse. So let's click on pre-tribulation, which is the rapture. It says the rapture is an eschatological theological position held by some Christians, particularly within the branches of American evangelistic and evangelists. Salakia evangelicalism consisting of end time events that all Christians, believers who are alive, along with the resurrected believers will be will rise in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, there is a scripture, but they they twist the understanding of it. So you have the evangelical crowd, you know, basically Edomites, you know, a lot of evangelical Christians are like Trump supporters, you know, the Trumpsters, you know, they, they have basically conservative views, which, which really, if you really uh, go into conservatism, a lot of black folks are conservative. They're not down with uh, abortions. You know, they don't believe in abortions, you know, uh, contrary to, uh, you know, the, the amount of uh, black babies that are being aborted, really a lot of black folks, you know, they really don't condone, you know, abortions and, you know, black people for the most part don't condone, um, you know, 
wicked lifestyles like homosexuality and lesbianism, you know, conservatively. But, you you know, you do have like a lot of the younger generations and stuff like that is that's being uh, brainwashed to believe the lies and stuff like that. But for the most part, a lot of black folks, they have, you know, basically traditional family values. The only difference between evangelical Christians is their races. A lot of them are racist. A lot of them still believe and they do believe that who the world is, uh, who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ is white, which is a lie. They teach holidays and all, all, of, all of the um, false doctrine come out of the evangelicals. So they believe in the rapture doctrine. And even growing up in the Christian churches, we were taught about the rapture. And a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of Christians, Negroes, Latinos and Native Americans, they're they're being deceived by that doctrine. And really, if you think about it, the um, the left behind or the rapture doctrine is really setting a lot of people up for failure. They believe that they're not going to see any tribulation and they're going to just escape it, you know, and that's not true. We're going to go into the scriptures to show you that if you're if you're a believer and the Messiah, you're going to go through tribulation. You're going to go through that straight gate if you are of the elect and the remnant. There's no way around it. You know, you're going to have to you're going to go through the fire. You know, we're all going to have to go through the fire and we pray that the Lord will be with us and give us strength and uh, and uh, allow us to endure no matter what we go through, you know, but we have to have that faith and belief that no matter what we go through, we're going to we're going to be steadfast. You know, we're going to keep our integrity. You're going to have to have that that um that resolve. You have to build your faith up, you know. But a lot of people, they're being uh, misled, you know, and uh, and a lot of people, they're going to they're going to be waiting. And then these uh, events are going to happen and they're going to lose faith because they're going to they're going to, you know, basically believe that uh what they uh learned in the bible was all a lie and they just going to totally give up whereas you know you're mentally physically and spiritually preparing for these evil times that's why you brothers and sisters out there have been uh listening and learning and praise praise Yahweh for you know for you uh listening and learning and and uh and, uh, you know, edif you know, listening, learning, and then also being edified. Thank the Lord for that. Edifying is to, is to build up. Yeah, I might uh, rebuke you. I get rebuked, you know, and I rebuke you in love. But it's all about building up, build, building up. Edify means to build. So we have to be basically humbled, broken down, but built back up. You just don't tear down without building brothers up. That's not right. That's what this wicked world does. It tears us down without trying to build us up. You know, we want brothers and sisters to be strong in the spirit and um, and make it, you know, be delivered and, and be, we'll be reunited with our Lord, Lord willing. It says um, in which he uses the Greek word. Oh, so like, let me go back it says the origin of the term extend extend from paul the apostles first epistle 
uh, to the uh, Thessalonians in the Bible in which he uses the Greek word harpazo, ancient Greek, meaning to snatch away or to seize and explain that believers in in this um, uh, Wikipedia says Jesus Christ, but the Messiah's name is Yahweh Shai. Yah means he, Yahweh Shai means saves. He saves, he's the or deliverer. He is the deliverer. And then Christ um, means anointed in the Hebrew is Hamashiach, the savior or the anointed. It says, which be snatched away would be snatched away from from earth into the air. It says this idea of the rapture is as it is currently defined is not found in historical Christianity. So the rapture doctrine is not found in historical Christianity. This is but relatively recent doctrine of evangelical Protestantism. So it was going into it was basically out of the Protestants. It says the term is frequently used by evangelical Protestant theologians in the United States. Those are Edomites. White folks is telling you about the Bible. They're not going to. Uh, first of all, they, they're not telling you that you're Israelite. They're not telling you that the Messiah is a so-called black man. They're not telling you that the Heavenly Father is a so-called black God spirit. You know, the Father of spirits. And they're going to tell you that that salvation is of the Jews. Then they're just going to lie to you, tell you that, uh, you know, uh, God uh, loves everybody. And that's not biblical. The Most High don't love everybody. The Lord has um, emotions. He loves and he hates and he hates Edomites. He says rapture has also been used for the mystical union with God or for eternal life in heaven. So you got uh, dispensationalism that's really going into a lot of the uh, terminology, you know, like the scholar scholarly terminology. And then you have the pre-millennialism. It says a Christian eschatology is the belief that Yahweh Shai or Jesus will physically return to the earth before the millennium. And that's that's the thousand year reign, a literal thousand year golden age of peace. So, yeah, you do have uh, the Messiah who's going to reign that first thousand years and then which is going to be the time when the elect and a remnant reign with the Lord. And then you're going to have the Israelites coming back that rejected the Lord and will be destroyed and uh, come back through the, um, through the, uh, the elect men and the elect woman, you know, they're going to come back uh, after that thousand year reign. They're not going to partake in the first thousand year. So let's go into, we'd already determined, you know, about the, Left Behind series, you know, it came out in the early 90s and then the movies came out in the 2000s. So let's go into, let's see, Jay and Darby. So Jay and Darby or John Nelson Darby and dispensationalism. Uh, it says uh, he was born, eight, uh, was that uh, November 18th, 1800, and he died. Uh, April 29th, 1882. Dispensationalism is a movement in theology that began in the 1800s and came on strong in the early 1900s. It says the story of dispensationalism begins with John Nelson Darby. 
He was born in 1800 in Westminster, London, but his family roots were Irish. So when he came of an age to go to college, he was sent to Trinity College, Dublin. He excelled as a student where there and won the classic prize. That skill set would come in handy for the, uh, for him later. He would uh, be involved in translating the Bible in, into German, Dutch and French. And it says he had even owned he even had his own English translation of the Holy Bible. Darby died in 1882. So basically, it says he was the founder of the Plymouth Brethren Church. He's the father of or he's the father or founder of dispensationalism. So we just read about the uh, the rapture is is basically the dispensationalism. So he's the founder of an Edomite from the 1800s. So it says um, first to see a distinction between Israel and the church prior to dispensationalism. So he basically that's uh, really a, was also known as replacement theology. They replaced uh, Israel with the word church. I read that again. It says first is to see a distinction between Israel and the church prior to dispensation. Uh, the understanding was there uh, is one people of Yahweh. Or, or God, and there is one people that haven't changed. But you see how the Christians um, switched it from Israel to the church. You know, that that's that whole everybody uh, is a part of uh, of the Most High's covenant, which is not biblical. You know, you got people out there that believe that. It's all about um, the church and Israel was done away with because that's what they teach. If you really go into Christianity, which we, you know, for the most part that believed uh, in the Bible before coming into this truth. A lot of brothers and sisters out there believe that salvation was for everybody in the first. You know, y'all know what scripture I'm talking about. Which one is it? Yes. John three sixteen. That's the that's the one. That will um, that scripture has been misused to um, basically make people believe that that God died for everybody, everybody on the planet. You know, even the wicked ass uh, Edomites that's killing Jake's, you know, in the streets and devil worshipers and stuff like that. All the different heathen nations that that got their false gods like uh, Buddha and Shiva. The goddess of destruction and all these other false gods, you know, God died for uh, or the Messiah died for them. What's the scripture uh, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him, you know, and goes into they shall not, um, you know, basically everybody have salvation. I, I forgot the whole scripture, but, you know, that's the mantra that Christians push. That's the only scripture they know, but they don't go into how, no, the father, he didn't do away with his people. He was angry with his people. He cast his people away, but he's bound by his word. He promised um, that Israel would get the, get the inheritance, you know, and he he's bound by his word. So he cannot, the father, he cannot lie. He's not going to say one thing and do another. He's bound by his word. It says, um, we call it a covenant theology, and there is a connection between 
Israel and the church, but Darby made a distinction between those two teaching. There is two people of God as they were taught. He taught that God had a distinct and unique plan for Israel and a distinct and unique plan for the church. So that's basically uh, dispensationalism, you know, you know, uh, rapture, pre-tribulation, you know, the church, all of that. And that's how they've been able to, you know, use the scriptures and twist them. So we're going to go into the word of Yahweh because the rapture will have you to believe that you're going to get um, being, you know, like you'll float up in a cloud and, and uh, that's it. But the in a sense of rapture, you're going to have the Israelites uh, be delivered, but it's going to be immediately after tribulation. You're going to go through hell and then the Lord at the last minute is going to save his people. So before we go into that scripture, let's go into replacement theology. It says replacement theology, also known as supersessionism. It essentially teaches that the church have replaced Israel and has replaced Israel and God's plan. And that's what they teach. That's why a lot of people don't know about Israel because the replacement theology now is no more Israel because God replaced the church, you know, now or uh, uh, God replaced Israel. It's all about the church. It says adherents of replacement theology believe that Jews are no longer God's chosen people. And God does not have specific future plans for the nation of Israel, which is all false doctrine. You know what I'm saying? But that's what they teach. Yet they'll tell you that the real Jews are where over in Israel. It says um, the church is an expansion of Israel of the church is completely different and distinct from Israel. So that's pretty much it. That's that's the gist of it. We we uh, know from where they're coming from. So let's go into the word of Yahweh. So this is the book of Second Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter three, verse 12. It says, yea, and all that live godly in Hamashiach, Yahweh Shai shall suffer persecution. So all that live godly. All it says, all not some, all you brothers and sisters that live godly in Hamashiach, Yahweh Shai, shall suffer persecution. So you got brothers and sisters that are being persecuted, and then persecution is going to continue to get worse to the point where it's going to be like no other time in history, which is Jacob's trouble. So the Bible says that all that live godly shall suffer persecution. So ain't no uh, being raptured up when all hell break loose. Everybody is going to be, you know, catching hell. You know, that's why, you know, faith is going to be important. And the works that you do now is what's going to help you in these last days. You know, also keeping uh, the words that are spoken in the Holy Bible and retaining that knowledge, wisdom and having an understanding. So let's go to Jeremiah chapter 30 because Jacob's trouble is going to affect each and every one of us every every last one of us you know whether you believe it or not you know you thinking that you flying under the radar and you know you're not going to put yourself out there oh you know I don't want to make no videos you know I don't want to go out on the streets because you know, what my job might say, 
they watching everybody. You know, they, they have technology that can read your thoughts, you know, so ain't, ain't no escaping out of Jacob's trouble. So this is the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse six and seven. It reads, ask ye now and see whether man doth tra travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail and all faces were turned into paleness. So I'll break that down and uh, I'll break this scripture down. It says, ask ye now and whether man doth travail with child. So uh, travail with child is basically saying like, how's a man uh, would uh, travail as if he's given birth, you know, to a child, like how a woman would give birth. It says, Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loin as a woman in travail? So with his hands on his loins, talking about pain, you know, like birth pains, you know, the kind of pain that um, a woman would go through while she's having childbirth, while she's going through those contractions. So that would be likened to the trouble uh, would be likened to the birth pains of um of a woman verse seven, it says, alas, for that day is great that none is like it. It is even a time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. So where it says that day is great. That's the great tribulation period that none is like it, meaning that no other time in history will be like Jacob's trouble. Just think of all the, the, the uh, things that, uh, our people went through, you know, so-called Negroes, chattel slavery being brought over here in the holes of slave ships sold on auction bo uh, blocks. The children fed to alligators, you know, the alligator bait, you know, reconstruction, building those towns, the, the racist terrorist KKK coming in and burning the towns down, raping the women and killing the, uh, every everything in sight, hanging people. You know, all the way up to, to now with uh, our people being brutalized and persecuted, organ harvesting. Jacob's trouble is going to be worse than any other time in history. Is that it is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. So who is the he that's talking about Jacob? The Israelites, the elect and the remnant will be saved out of Jacob's trouble. But it's going to it's going to be uh a very hard uh, time, you know, it's going to be like no other time in history. But the scriptures uh, tell us that during those times, um, that's going to be real bad. Um, those that are in tribulation of the elect and a remnant are going to barely make it out of it. That goes into the righteous being scarcely saved. which shows you that tribulation is going to affect God's chosen people, you know, the elect, you know, your first fruits, they barely going to make it up out of here. You know, whoever those, you know, blessed brothers and sisters are, because you have the elect men, which is the 144,000 who are all men. And you have the elect lady, you know, as the Bible go into which are going to be the, you know, righteous sisters. You know, so this is the book of first Peter, chapter four, verse 18. It says, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, 
where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? So if the righteous are scarcely saved, shit, you know that the ungodly and the sinner, boy, they they ain't, they ain't got a chance. You know, if the righteous, those that are doing as the Lord commanded, if they're going to be scarcely saved, you know, that's that goes into, uh, you know, the uh, great tribulation period. And then also um, the time is going to be so bad that even the elect, they, you know, it's going to be like, you know, like instantly that they get up out of here. Because there is, you know, in so many words, you know, you're going to have uh, brothers get caught up, you know, and I don't want to mean it in the way of like how the Christians teach it, but they're going to be, they're going to be um, beamed up in those ships, which is the clouds, those UFOs, but that's after tribulation. So let's go into that immediately after tribulation. Because a lot of people don't realize the the time frame, you know what I'm saying? There's a there's a, a specific time frame of of the, the deliverance of the Israelites, those that are that will be scarcely saved. So let's go uh, to the book of Matthew, chapter 24, and we'll start at um. Verse 27, it says, for as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west. So what that means, the lightning coming out of the east, that's the Messiah coming from the eastern hemisphere to the western hemisphere. The eastern west, western hemisphere is on the other side of the world. We're in the west. This is the western hemisphere. So the Lord, he's going to um, make his return from that area on the world. And then he's going to come this way. And deliver his elect. It says, "So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be, which is the Messiah. He's the He's the Son of Man. You know, He that's His second coming. And so, for wheresoever the carcass is, there shall the eagles be gathered together." Verse twenty nine. It says, "Immediately after tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened." So immediately after. After the tribulation, you know, which tribulation is going to be uh, so horrendous that this devil, he's going to kill a lot of a lot of our people. You know, he's 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 on a, a mission to uh, liquidate genocide Negroes because Negroes, Latinos and Native Americans, one or God's chosen people. And they're multiplying in um, population. The Bible tells us that Israel is the sand of the sea. Esau, his birth rates are low. Uh, they want to remain in power. They don't want their world to end. So they want to bring in a transhumanism society. They want to kill a lot of people, you know, through eugenics, you know, like, you know, basically transhumanism. That's the new eugenics. So when this devil pretty much believed that he's... Um, accomplish this new world order it says immediately after tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light so all while um you know just again just when they think that they've accomplished their new world order that's when world war three is going to happen and the sun will be darkened meaning that the sun the sun is going to be covered 
from the ash and the smoke from Babylon, the great being destroyed. It says, and the moon shall not give her light because just like, you know, you have the sun, uh, one part of the, the earth is the sun is shining and another part, uh, it's going to be dark. Well, this, this the, the sky is just going to be totally just covered with soot and ash. It says, and a star shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. So that's talking about World War Three. You know, the stars shall fall from heaven. You know, that's those um those ICBM missiles that's gonna rain down from heaven. That's also going into those satellites. All of that is gonna come down. It says cause you know what they call a EMP when those ICBM missiles hit, is it's gonna fry everything, but it's just the destruction is going to be so massive that it, this place is going to be a desert, as the Bible tells us. It says, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. So the Bible go into the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard. So all while the Messiah is returning, there's going to be great destruction. So with the Israelites seeing ICBM missiles rain down on America, which is Babylon the Great, they're going to be instantly uh, beamed up out of harm's way. But as the scriptures say, they're going to be scarcely saved. So that's in the book of Isaiah, chapter 24, verse 20. It says the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard. So the earth is going to shake like, you know, like somebody is drunk and they kind of reeling back and forth, you know, like with those karate movies, like the drunkard, you know, like the drunkard style, you know, like that. You know, y'all seen those movies where, yeah, the uh, kung fu artists. And they, they doing kung fu moves and they kind of reeling back and forth like a drunk. Well, the earth is going to shake like that. The earth is going to move. Um, the whole earth is going to move basically off its axis. It's going to it's going to shake violently. You know, so many words. It says the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. So, yeah, the earth is going to reel to and fro like a drunkard. It's going to shake, basically. Now, let me rephrase that. I don't know if it's going to, you know, uh, move off its axis. I'll, I'll just rephrase that because I don't, I don't, you know, I just know according to the scripture, it's going to reel to and fro. It's going, it's going to move. But to what extent, you know, the Lord knows. I just wanted to rephrase that. So, yes, the earth is going to reel to and fro like a drunkard. Um, let's go into um, back to Matthew 24 and uh, we'll start at verse 30. It says, and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven. So the Messiah after tribulation, World War Three is going to pop off. And right when uh, the earth is shaken, it says, then shall appear the sign of the son of man. Going back to what we read from uh, lightning shining from the east, even to the west, uh, so shall also coming the Son of Man be, which is which was in verse 
27. So when we go back to 30, I'll read it again. It says, then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. So when the Messiah returned, you know, he ain't looking like Cesare Borgeria with long uh, Edomite stringy hair, you know, like a dog. No, he's coming back as was written in the scriptures. White woolly hair. Revelation chapter 1, 13 through 15, red eyes, and he's angry, he's pissed. You know, he's coming back to kill, kill a lot of people. That's why the scripture says, and then show all the tribes of the earth mourn. Because what people, uh, when people mourn, what are they mourning over? You know, usually people dying, you know, you know, family or you know, friend or whatever like that, people mourn. Well, the earth is going to mourn because the Lord is going to slay a lot of people. Bible says that the slain of the Lord shall be many. It says, and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So those clouds that the Israelites uh, were God's chosen people being uh, caught up in the clouds, that's those UFOs, the same UFO that the Messiah left in or, you know, a ship, you know, meaning that the type of a vehicle that the Lord left in, that's how he's coming back in a UFO, the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So he's coming back with all power because all things were given into him and great glory. So he's coming back with his army, humility before honor. So the Lord, he was humiliated, being uh, falsely accused and, you know, mock beaten you know, uh, tortured and uh, crucified, you know, the way uh, they crucify the Lord, because the um, the act of crucifixion, you know, it, it was basically humiliating. You know, it was, the, you know, basically a shameful way to die. And so the Lord, they, they humiliated the Lord. So now the Lord is coming back with power and great glory, humility before honor. You know, so now he got all the honor, all the praises, all all um, reverence, you know, because he's coming back not as a, a, a lamb, but a lion, you know, coming back to devour his enemies. It says, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. So the angels, you know, the holy angels who are black spirits, you know, Negro uh, angelic beings. Uh, they they uh, they're going to be dispersed throughout the earth. It says, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds. So during the great tribulation period, you know, Israelites are going to be a lot of Israelites going to be destroyed. You gonna have the remnant, which is the one third, you know, and of that one third, you're going to have the elect one hundred and forty four thousand, you know, for those men that are that would be on the earth. 144,000 and the one third of men, women and children, they're they're from the four winds. They're worldwide. So when the uh, Lord sends the angels with that that great sound of a trumpet, you know, it says together his elect from the four winds. So the elect men and the Israelites are going to be gathered from the four winds from one end of the uh, one end of heaven to the other. So Israelites are scattered worldwide. That's just like in a greeting, the salutations I always greet to the Israelites that are scattered abroad from the four corners of the earth, the four winds, because Israel is dispersed. 
<clears throat> so it says now learn the parable of the fig tree when his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves. Ye know that the summer is nigh. So, yeah, this is this is the time for the reaping, you know, the gathering of the Israelites, you know, the, the first fruits. So let's go into. Uh, we shall all be changed because uh, basically what that means is that, yeah, after tribulation, those Israelites are going to be delivered by the way of the UFOs, though, the, you know, the angels gathering the elect from the four winds and those uh, clouds. Well, how the Israelites going to get up there? They're going to they're going to get beamed up. So this is how uh, they're going to get beamed up, basically, in what manner. So this is the book of First Corinthians, chapter 15, and we'll start at um, verse uh, 48. And it reads, as is the earth earthy, such as they also that are earthy, and as it is heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. It says, and as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So this is basically going into the the, the earthly bodies, because these bodies that we have, which are imperfect, they're prone to sin and 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 uh, infirmities, you know, diseases, you know, the body, the body breaks down, you know, the Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You have your earthly, earthy body and then you have your heavenly body. You know, when you when you go back up into the spirit world, you have your spiritual bodies up there. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're spirits, but they're, you still have a, a spiritual body on earth as it is in heaven. So that's what this is talking about. So as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So that's those spiritual bodies that the elect are going to get, the remnant going to get. Because remember, there's no incorruption in the uh, in the heavenly realm. So in them ships, your body is going to be changed. You're not going to, you know, bring this earthly flesh in in that realm. So you you you're gonna have a you're gonna have a transformation. You're gonna take off the what the mortal and put on the immortal. We're gonna go into that. It says, "Now I say, brethren, that flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of Yahweh. So this flesh it cannot inherit the kingdom of Yahweh. You have to be transformed. You have to you have to be uh, you have to put on your uh, glorified body that won't sin because the Lord is gonna reprogram Lord." us willing to to be um in that you know to be those uh, blessed brothers and sisters that receive salvation that's a part of salvation uh putting on those uh immortal bodies it says neither doth corruption inherit in, in corruption so blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven neither corruption inherit corruption it says, behold, I show you a mystery. So it's a mystery, just like uh, the book of Revelation is a mystery. The word or it's a, a revealing a re revelation means to reveal uh, and, you know, going into Babylon, the great. It says mystery Babylon. So these are the mysteries that's being shown. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, 
but we shall all be changed. So where it says we shall not all sleep means that everybody um, uh, when when the Messiah return is not going to die. You have brothers and sisters out there that won't taste the sting of death. They're not going to die. They're going to they're going to go from this world to immortality. That's what that means. It says we shall not all sleep because when a person dies, they're actually going back. You know, they go to sleep, you know, and, you know, like basically in the spiritual sense, the body dies, but the spirit goes into the spiritual realm. It says, but we shall all be changed. So you're going to have the uh, those that are dead in the Messiah. They're going to be risen. And those that uh, are here, they're going to all be changed. It says in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. So you're going to have the dead in the Messiah uh, rise first, as the Bible tells us, which means the dead, they're going to be uh, uh, glorified and, you know, given glorified bodies. They're going to be taken up. It says, and, and it says, when we shall all be changed. So the elect, the remnant, those that died, they're all going to be changed. It said in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, just think of a twinkling of an eye, how quick that is. It says at the last trump. Now we just read in the scripture that the righteous shall be scarcely saved. So the elect and a the remnant, they going to be like, you know, like, oh shit, you know, the missiles is coming and then bam, they're going to get beamed up and Lord's will, we have that number. You know what I'm saying? Because those that are left behind as, you know, like the, the movie, it's going to be horrible for those people. It says for this corruptible must put on incorruption in corruption. So the, the corruptible bodies that man have, you have to put on the incorruption, glorified bodies. It says that is mortal must put on immortality. So no longer mortal bodies that die, but immortality living, living forever. It says so when the this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall we brought to pass saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory. Like that song, oh, death, where is thy sting? There'll be no more death. Death is swallowed up because Yahweh Shai, he conquered hell and death. That was a part of, um, you know, his, his, uh, you know, the, the, um, you know, his basically his, um, I, I want to word this right. You know, the path that the heavenly father uh, laid for his only begotten son, part of it is that he would conquer hell and death, you know, so with him conquering hell and death, um, th those blessed brothers and sisters that are partakers, they're going to uh, receive immortality. And the changing and the twinkling of an eye that's going into being, you know, as the Christians say, caught up, you know, let's see. And I'm, I'm going to try to finish up because I'm running out of time on this you know, this uh, lesson. So this is First um, Thessalonians chapter four, verse 17, which the evangelical Christians, wacky tacky Christians, they butcher the scripture. It says first Thessalonians chapter four, verse 17. Then we which were alive and remain shall be called up together 
with them in the cloud. So them which were alive, those that survived great tribulation, Jacob's trouble, it says that uh, and Jacob shall be saved out of it or he shall be saved out of it. So those that are alive and remain, remain on this earth shall be caught up together. The elect and the remnant from the four winds caught up in those clouds. It says, uh, let me read that. It says, when we, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, the clouds of the UFOs, the Lord in the air. And so shall we be with and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So that's the re, re, uh, reunif, reunif, so lucky I'm having a tough time saying that reunification that goes into the marriage of the lamb. You know, the Messiah is the uh, bridegroom. Israel is the bride being reunited, you know, being together with the Lord. He's the, you know, when you go into the parable of the, the, uh, the 10 virgins, five were wise, five were foolish. Well, the five wise represents the elect, you know, and, you know, the remnant Israel. And then you have the foolish will represents the two thirds. You know, they were they were, you know, basically uh, left out of the wedding. You know, so those that are remain shall be caught up together in the clouds. That's those UFOs. So you go to the book of Revelation. Chapter 11 that go into how the elect and the remnant get beamed up out of Babylon, the great, which is America. So this is the book of Revelation, chapter 11. And uh, let's see. We'll start at uh, verse 11. It says, and after three days and a half, the spirit of life from Yahweh entered into them and he stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them with sorrow, saw them. So the three days and a half represents 350 years. The spirit from Yahweh that represents the Holy Spirit, the Rakaquadash, entered into you, you know, through, through the spirit, you know. You got this truth, this knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. You, you're uh, basically a chosen set, set apart. Great fear is going to fall upon these people. You know, uh, you know these nations see you coming back to your true heritage. It says, and they heard a great voice from heaven saying that to them, come up hither. That's that, uh, those ships, come up hither. The great voice, the, the, that trumpet, uh, that loud shout. It says, and then ascended, and it says, and they ascended up to heaven in a cloud. So to ascend means to go up. So the elect and the remnant, they're going up in a cloud, a UFO, and their enemies beheld them. So the elect and remnant in the twinkling of an eye, they're going to get caught up um, in, in the clouds to meet the Lord. And their enemies are going to behold or beheld them, meaning that the wicked are going to see the elect and the remnant being beamed up while they're left on the earth to be destroyed. It says in the same hour was there a great earthquake. That great earthquake is World War Three. In that same hour, Babylon is destroyed in one hour. It says in the tenth part of the city fell. America, which is Babylon the Great, is cut up into ten regions. The tenth part of the city fell. It says in the earthquake was slain a man seven thousand. That earthquake is the ICBM missiles. World War Three, seven thousand. That re represents a complete number, meaning that every man woman and child that's left over here that's not of the elect and the heathens they're going to be destroyed seven is a complete number it says in the remnant remnant were frightened so the elect and the remnant when they get beamed up 
the righteous shall be scarcely saved. They're going to be afraid from that destruction. So they up in them ships. They're going to be scary as hell, man. You know, but it says, and they gave glory to Yahweh of heaven. So, you know, the elect and the remnant are going to be praising the Lord, you know, great fear, but praising the Lord. The water. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me out of this um, destruction. The verse 14 says the second woe is past. That's World War Two. And behold, the third woe cometh quickly, which is World War Three. And that's how the Israelites are going to get um, delivered, you know, after uh, immediately after tribulation, not before. That is false doctrine. Anybody believing that they're going to be in for a rude awakening. We're all going to suffer and be persecuted as we are. And other than that, stay strong, stay strong. You know, brothers and sisters, I want to give all praises, glory and honor to Yahweh, Yahweh Shai, Dwada.